In 2008, CBS released supplementary material for their show, How I Met Your Mother. In 2022, we rewatched the show and we read The Bro Code. This is The Bro Code Podcast, where we read The Bro Code by Arnie Stinson. Brought to you by Nerma Nerma Network. Disclaimer, less than half of the opinions expressed in this podcast legitimately reflect the morals of either Alexis or Susie. While it's fun to entertain the idea of agreeing with a misogynist character written 20 years ago, we do not recommend modeling any part of your life after his, partly because we've both already tried and it doesn't work. The same way you would not take financial advice from Lily or advice on first impressions from Ted, it is not advised to take any advice whatsoever from Barney Simpson. Huge cultural shifts around race and gender have happened since the premiere of the show, and it is our goal to point out the morality of the time rather than project the current reality onto the subject matter of the past. But we're also bros. We want to wear suits and we want to get laid. So if you're trying to do that, then high five. What is up, party people? All right, starting on 41, right? Yep. Back in action, reading the bro code. Article 41. A bro never cries. Exceptions. Watching Field of Dreams, E.T., or a sports legend retire. Only applies the first time he retires. Was the Green Mile not out yet when this was written? I don't know. Also, okay, to be uh, topical. Sure. Tom Brady just announced JKM not retiring. Right. So if he were to retire again, nobody could cry. But if you retire, if you bros cry, cry, bros could cry. Couldn't cry. But if they cried the first time he said he retired, they could have. The Green Mile was out at this point, so that's my that's my edit to this article. What? Oh, are you saying that the a bro should cry during the Green Mile? I, I think so. I think it should be an exception. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. I've never seen the Green Mile. Tell me. It is so sad and so traumatic and so sad, and I think that bros would be allowed to cry at it because I am hard-pressed to think of one woman in that movie. Is it more cry-worthy than E.T.? I'd say equal. Really? Yeah, like, I do always cry when I watch E.T. Because it's really sad. Oh. But the thing is... Spoiler, E.T.'s not actually dead. And that's the difference between E.T. and the Green Mile. The Green Mile is dead? Yeah. He's dead. It's It's about executions. But then it's saying a bro could cry at the Human Centipede 3. Mm, it that sounds, is not as tasteful of a story. It sounds like the Green Mile might be Human Centipede 3 in disguise. And a bro shouldn't even watch Human Centipede 3. So I think a bro shouldn't watch and or cry to the Green Mile. You know what? When, we, when we're following that little crazy train, <laughs> I think you're right. A bro shouldn't watch Human Centipede 3. Yeah. So you think we should add an asterisk that says... Never watch the Human Centipede yeah, 3. Yeah, a bro should also not watch Human Centipede 3. Yeah, I think okay. that's right. Article the same 42. Page. Upon greeting another bro, a bro may engage in a high-five fist bump or... <laughs> bro hug the never a Do you need something? She gets over it eventually. <laughs> Relapse 5.
That's where we high-five, then it's awkward for a little bit. And then we high-five again. And then there's, um... So there's a diorama here of how to execute a bro hug. We have all seen it, but it is fun to see it drawn out. Yeah. So it starts with the, um... With, like, the locking of the hands. Mm-hmm, the interlocking hand clasp. So you got kind of, like, your thumb around the other thumb. Mm-hmm, like you're going to arm wrestle you're, in the You air. really, um, it's not like a handshake, it's, all, it's a hand grab, and you're really, like... Yeah, and then you bring the other one into your chest. Mm-hmm. Step two, lean torsos together, maintaining safe groin perimeter. It's an A-frame. Mm-hmm. You're, you can't be bumping yeah. dicks. That's not a bro hug. Mm-mm. And then step three, just a, a, a pat on the back. Right. To break it up. That uh, I have seen the bro hug before. In the wild. Oh, yeah? Plenty. Yeah, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think... I just want to make a little edit to this one as well. High five, fist bump, bro hug, or just a nice little kiss on the lips. A nice little kiss on the lips? Just a little gentle kiss. Mm, what part of the world are you in when you do this? New York, New York. <laughs> um... I think bros can kiss on the lips as a treat. In New York, New York? Mm-hmm. Depends on what kind of bro relationship you have. Okay, if it's like Jay-Z and Frank Sinatra, agreed? In New York, New York, yeah. In New York, New York. However, if it's like Pete Davidson and Jeff Wittick, Staten Island boys, not New York, New York boys, unacceptable. Okay, so, so no if you're from Staten Island. Right, so if you're New York, New York boys, maybe we can take a look at this. Depending edit. on the circumstance. Correct. If you're Jay-Z, Frank Sinatra status, sure. Uh-huh. But not Staten Island. I don't think it should be for all all bros. Not all bros because of you, all Because what do you want to call it, a bro kiss? No, just a, a, a peck. No, but it has to have bro in it. So bro peck? Bro peck. But never a full embrace. You think that all adds up? <laughs> but never a full embrace. But just a, a bro, just a little kiss. Yep. Article 43. Okay. A bro loves his country unless that country isn't America. Now we know Barney believes this. Mm-hmm. Loves America. Love, he's a big Uncle Sam head. Yeah. I do think it reeks of nationalism. Okay. In a way that really hasn't aged well. Agreed. I don't think this (laughs) article has aged well. However, I don't know how bro translates to other countries. What scotch? American scotch from Scotland. He also mentions that the bro code is in other countries, in hotels and stuff. Right, but it does seem like a distinctly American text. Right, and especially this article. (laughs) Like, can you imagine you're in uh, Bora Bora? Mm-hmm. You're I'm picturing it now. Yeah, you're in a hotel, and you open up your little drawer looking for a Bible, but instead you find the bro code, and then you're just flipping through, and you come across this. You're from Bora Bora. You're just having a weekend, a weekend out of the house in a hotel. Mm-hmm, like a staycation. A staycation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just need to get out of the house for a little bit. And then I see this in the hotel room, and I'm like, okay. An American must have put this here. Right. I think it just it speaks to Barney's character once again, even as a reader, an international reader. Mm-hmm. By this point, you're like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think this is outdated. And 
But... But you do love America. I, th- I think we can get rid of unless that country is in America. A bro loves his country. And country, not necessarily even, like, the borders around your national state. No. But just, like, love where you live. Yeah. Hashtag love where you live. Find the little things to love. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Make the best of life. Article 44. A bro never applies sunscreen to another bro. Exception. If the bros are within seven degrees latitude of the equator. (laughs) I think a bro helps a bro avoid cancer, whatever the cost, whenever they ask for help. Cancer's bad. Hmm. I think applying sunscreen... As a step away from cancer well, is good. Okay. Is it spray sunscreen or lotion sunscreen? You still have to rub in spray sc- sunscreen. Really? I have to look at my skin. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Now, if if Barney's writing this because these are things he doesn't want Ted to do to him, I respect it. Uh, agreed. If this was written from... Wow, Ted tried to put sunscreen on me once. And I didn't like it. I hated it. (laughs) Fine. Do you think... That Ted tries to put a lot of sunscreen on in a cloudy city like New York? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I agree with that. So since, allegedly, women could be bros... Right. Do you think Barney would let Robin put sunscreen on him? Before or after they have sex? (laughs) During... During, definitely. Before, maybe. After, no. (laughs) It's too much, because then it's, like, a thing. Right, because, you know, they're already trying to, like, not think about their feelings or whatever. What about if the bros are within seven degrees latitude of the equator? That makes sense, yeah. I think you should, definitely. I mean, I think you should always do it, so being within the latitude of the equator. What if you're at a nude beach? I mean, it's just the areas you can't reach. Like, you can reach the naughty bits Oh, okay, yourself. so you're... Okay. It's like that you're back. Right, so I think Ted... You're right. I think this is about Ted. I think so. <laughs> I think Ted was trying to, like, put sunscreen all up Barney's arm. That <laughs> right. he can clearly get on his own. Yeah, and they were, like, going on a walk. Yeah, in December. Yeah. <laughs> in New York City. Uh-huh. That's what I think happened. And then Barney was like, I gotta add that to the bro code. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Article 45. A bro never wears jeans to a strip club. Then there's a list of why a bro never wears jeans to a strip club. Uh, One, cloth pockets are roomier and more elastic, allowing for a thicker wad of cash. Number two, denim clashes with the club's leopard, zebra, and other safari animal motifs. Three, one word, two syllables, three hours in the ER. Zipper. Number four, it's a performance and deserves respect. These erotic dancers have practiced tirelessly on a technically demanding piece of choreographed art. Would you wear dungarees to a ballet? Asterisk. Trick question. Bros don't watch ballet. Five. You don't feel it as much on your kazoo. Um, honestly, this is great advice. A lot of gentlemen clubs literally won't let you in if you're wearing jeans. They prefer you dress as close to Barney Stinson as possible. Yeah, 
Barney's 100% right on this. Barney could walk into a strip club every night of his life. Ted couldn't. No. Marshall couldn't. No. Lily and Robin could. They could. <laughs> I would actually, I'd say of the many things Barney claims to be an expert in, strip club etiquette is something I trust. Yeah. He knows what kind of food to get. He tips appropriately. Mm-hmm. He understands the dress code. Uh-huh. He understands the amount of work that goes into the performance. Um, he respects them, oddly enough. Yeah. Thanksgiving in a strip club. Who's in? The Lusty Leopard has a surprisingly good Thanksgiving buffet. Now, I've never had an erection get caught in a zipper. Same. But he has. And he's learned. And he learned. So we put it down on paper so other people don't have to learn the mistakes the hard way like he did. Yeah. Hard way. That's right. (laughs) That's so true. I mean, also in Barney's case, so like he could end up at the strip club any night of the week. So he's always prepared. Do you think that's why he wears a suit? I think it's part of it. I think it's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be kind of rich to go to a strip club. Yeah. You have Appropriately, to be willing... yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like, you have to like pay to get in, you have to spend money on drinks, you Drink have minimum. to tip. Right, yeah. If you want a private room, it's a whole thing. Right, you have to be like ready to spend a lot of money on entertainment. Right. I think that this bro code article is important because it's an easy... Okay, Ted lives upstairs from McLaren's. Mm-hmm. Barney says, we're going to the strip club change. No, that's not what he says. He says, suit up. Suit up. Suit up. Ted, suit up! Just fucking do it, Ted. Also, I like that... I like number two. Denim clashes with the club's leopard, zebra, or other safari animal motif. I like that he's respecting the whole art of strip clubs. He respects it more than, like, a cowboy bar. Yeah. He's like, we're gonna go in, we're not gonna make it look gross. Yeah, he's like, right. He's like, like this not is trying a delicate place. Away. We're gonna look nice, and we're gonna make sure that like, gonna wear the right tie. Right. Yeah. They put a lot of work into making sure this place looks the way it does. We're not gonna come in and ruin it. We're not gonna take away from that by wearing jeans. No, that's absurd. Do you think someone in a Canadian tuxedo can walk into a strip club? Not if Barney's there. It probably depends on how good they look. Right, like... I think a lot of the rules for a strip club are rather subjective. (laughs) Ted couldn't pull it off. No, he would look like a Carhartt ad. (laughs) That's not what most strip clubs are going for. No. And, again, I think that Barney is going to, like, high-end strip clubs for the most part. Expensive strip clubs. Where they have, like, dress codes and stuff. Yeah. All right, time to take a break. Hey, bros. This legendary podcast is brought to you by a different podcast that's also awesome. The other podcast is called Jawbreakers, and it's available wherever fine podcasts are found. Take a listen to this clip. You'll see. Um, When they were announcing Andrew Garfield was going to be Spider-Man, oh, it's still it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. So that at Comic-Con... They had, like, a Marvel panel, and then they're, like, and a special guest. And then Andrew Garfield came out in, like, a homemade Spider-Man suit. Aww. And, like, read this letter, and he was, like, crying. 
talking about how much he loves Spider-Man, and then they showed this picture of when he was three years old, and, like, this Spider-Man costume his mom made for him. He used to, like, recreate the scenes from the first Spider-Man movie with his friends, like, every day after school. That's so cute. So cute. I feel so sad for him. He looks tall. Andrew Garfield? Yeah. Because he's really lanky. Right. But I don't think... He's probably not that tall. When you say that tall, you mean as tall as Jack Harlow? Yeah. No, I don't mean that. I mean as tall as, like, Shaq. Okay, man. That was the whole clip. Let's get back to the bro code. Article 46. If a bro is seated next to some dude who's stuck in the middle seat on an airplane, he shall yield him all their shared armrests unless the dude has A. Taken his shoes off, B. Is snoring, C. Makes the bro get up more than once to use the laboratory, or D. Purchase headphones after they announce the in-flight movie is 27 dresses. See Article 35. Which I believe is no chick flicks. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I know my shit. Bro. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's respect. Here's the thing. As a um, non-man bro, I'm going to do bro. fucking everything to get that armrest. That's my armrest. Whether you're in the middle or on the side? Yeah. Actually, aisle, maybe not. Aisle, I would I would yield it. What if, if you I... have the window? That's a privilege. Not good enough. What if I have to pee? You pee before the flight like an adult. I'm gonna have to pee in the middle. What if it's a 20-minute flight? <laughs> then I'll yield my armrest. I also do, like, the uh, passive-aggressive punishment of... You know, you take your shoes off, you snore, you get up more than once, you purchase headphones because you're stoked about 27 dresses, less so that one, but the first three, like, yeah, I'm taking your armrest. You got up to use the bathroom again and woke me up again? Armrest mine. It, wow. If you're on the aisle. What, okay, all of those things happen. Like, they do all these bad things, mm-hmm. and you're in the window seat. You're not affected by them getting up to go to the restroom, or them, I guess you're affected by them taking their shoes off and snoring. If they're manspreading, my armrest. I will fight tooth and nail. I will creep my elbow in. <laughs> You'll put their arm around their shoulder. Frankly, right. And also, it kind of depends on the size of the person. Okay. If they clearly need the space in order to be comfortable, fine, they can have it. If they're like my size or smaller mm-hmm. get fucked my armrest <laughs> really yep Do and they're man spreading and they're if they're my spre- size or smaller and their knee is coming into my designated square of leg room which is already sparse where is your choice of seat aisle hmm. mine's window cuz i will hold my pee as long as i have to mm and I just don't want to be bothered by anyone or bother anyone else, so I just, just crawl into a corner. Right. I have to pee, and I want to stare the drink cart person in the face. <laughs> <laughs> See, I fall asleep on flights immediately, and they hit me every time, so that's why I've started prefer- Also, I like to be the last person off the plane. I give my, I'll give my armrest to my bro every time. Even if they're a douche. That's nice of you. 
Article 47, a bro never wears pink, not even in Europe. I mean, why wear pink when there's red? You're saying you should wear, like, a red thing and a white thing? Mix them up? Yeah. It makes pink? Yeah. Uh, here's an idea, because it's a different color. Subjective. <laughs> there would literally be no pink without red. There would literally be no purple without red. There'd be no green without yellow. So you believe in only red, blue, and yellow? Yeah. Alright. I... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be quick on that one. <laughs> Just if you only believe in it, that's fine. I didn't know that about you, but yeah, I think the this one is really behind the times because even before there was a lot more like gender bending in the media, there was a big push towards pink and florals uh, around the finale of this show. I would say definitely not around season three, yeah. but I don't think it is the most current article. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> I also like the insinuation that a European would try to wear pink. <laughs> and that Barney would take issue with right, it. Right, like, how did, when Barney was writing this, he was like, a bro never wears pink. And he's like, wait, but you're, no, still can't. Still can't, not even <laughs> in Europe. Why not wear red? Article 48. A bro never publicly reveals how many chicks he's banged. We got a lot on this one, huh? Yeah, this one's meaty. Alright. Corollary. A bro also never reveals how many chicks another bro has Which banged. this has come up before. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize Barney had so much, like, protection over his bro's sex, li- sex lives. Yeah, I thought it was very much the opposite. Yeah. Interesting that he would write this. When a chick meets a bro, there are three things she wants to know. One, how much money does he make? Two, is he shorter than her? Three, how many chicks has he banged? Eventually, she'll figure out the first two, but a bro never answers the third question. If, however, a bro feels compelled to answer, i.e. sex is being withheld until he supplies a tally, he can calculate an acceptable number using the following formula. Let's look at that before we get to the formula. Okay, how much money does he make? No one wants a scrub. Scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Right. Um, I think... Sitting in the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. Right. So I think at this point in life, money... I'd, I'll, I'll speak for myself. Money isn't so much the question. It's more like drive. Mm-hmm. So if what you're creating creates no money, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If you can still, like, manage your life. Right. I understand why with Barney's financial situation, why he would be protective of his assets. If I, if I personally were, as a chick, were to meet a bro, number one wouldn't be how much money does he make. That wouldn't be on the forefront of my mind. No, it really doesn't. Not that... Like, okay, are we getting married and going to share something? Like, are we going to buy a house together or something? It certainly does Maybe become a something. thing once you're serious. Right. And but sharing like, finances. Right. But also, what I'm assuming here is that as a bro, you're just getting laid. If as a chick, that's what you're all... Which is also very acceptable. Right. Like, that's also a thing. 
So then why would you need if to know how much I'm money? Like, okay, this bro, I'm going to fuck. Like, Don't at really that point, can he afford condoms, yes or no? Right. If not, they're free at Planned Parenthood. Right. So, we'll like, even there. Quick pit stop. Yeah. So, that. Two, is he shorter than her? You will find that out pretty quick. Agree. Yep. Three, how many chicks has he banked? Okay, so here's the equation. N equals parenthesis A over 10 plus S to the zero power plus five, where N is the number of chicks, A is the bro's age, and S is inquiring chick's slut factor. One is none, 10 is former none. Sorry, none spelled N U N. Oh, right, yes. None as in like sister. Right. Thank you. Okay, so let's just um, let's just do an example. Let's do a random number. Yeah. So let's say the bro's age is twenty-five. Okay. Twenty-five over ten plus uh, slut factor is let's say five. Okay. One plus five. So then we have twenty-five. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think. There is a catch here. One second, one second. 25 to the 0th power. It always equals 1. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it always equals 1. Yeah, I'm pretty sure anything to the 0 power equals 1. So the answer is 6. <laughs> the answer is always 6. <laughs> um, I like the idea of a bro sitting and like doing this on a napkin. Yeah. I'm getting six. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer is six. So is six like a perfectly fine number? Uh, I mean, considering that you're trying to hook up on the first date, right. it like indicates that like throughout the low seasons of your life, or the high seasons, depending, you know, you have seasons of your life where you're willing to hook up on the first date, mm-hmm. but not every day, right. but not never. This isn't the first time. Right. And you probably had a serious relationship or two. Right. I think at their age, it's appropriate. I think this is a great equation. I agree. Just so, again, for our listeners at home, to take note, mm-hmm. N equals A over 10 plus S, all that to the zeroth power, plus 5. Yep. Great. Article 49. When asked, do you need some help, a bro shall automatically respond, I got it, whether or not he's actually got it. <laughs> Exception. Carrying an expensive TV, parallel parking an expensive car, loading an expensive TV into an expensive car. Then when you say I got it, you actually have to get it. Right. I would include um holding a baby. <laughs> Being past a baby, I got it. You you have to actually you have to get the baby. Right. Similar to dogs, you can't drop dogs. Well, this is, no, so the exception is, like, if this is happening, if you're carrying an expensive TV, wait. Because you can say, I got it, and you might not got it. You're allowed to maybe don't have it. Right. I think you're not supposed to say, I got it, when you're carrying an expensive TV, parallel parking, an expensive car, specifically an expensive car, or loading an expensive TV into an expensive car. Then you don't say, I got it. You're actually like, I please help me. Bro. 
Oh, I was misreading it. I thought the first question, do you need some help, was responded to. Wait, yeah, no. Do you need some help? Oh, wait, okay, I get it. I, I was wrong. I, I didn't understand. So I thought that the helper said I got it. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. No, no, no. no. no, no. The bro always says I got it, whether you don't do or don't. But when for these few exceptions... Right, so you're carrying a bunch of groceries... You Even, say, no, I got it. Right, if there's a gallon of milk falling through a bag. Right, so it doesn't matter. You say you got it. If I'm carrying a really heavy baby <laughs> starting, <laughs> starting to slip, and someone says you need some help... You say... Please help. Um... The, my baby is slipping. Maybe you say, I don't want to hold your baby. First. Instead of doing something you can't do. It's my baby. So, that's <laughs> your first time holding it? Yeah. I'm just bad at holding my own baby. Are you, like, in the delivery room? No, it's, like, it's big. It's heavy. Okay. And so, someone, you're, like, clearly struggling. Yeah. And someone's like, do you need your I got bro? that baby tucked like a library book. <laughs> and your bro comes up and says, do you need some help? And then I say, yeah, <laughs> take this thing. I think that's appropriate. Any other instances? No. I think you can get pretty much anything else. I was thinking, like, a lot of plates. Mm. You got it. You you chose to carry that many you plates. You did choose to carry that many plates. That's your fault. You got it. Uh, something that's obviously too heavy. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Again, your fault. Right. You picked it up. Also, ask, it's ask not saying you can't ask for help yeah. before you do it, but once you've committed to it... Do it. You gotta do it. That's you. Yeah. Also, don't admit you don't know something. That's obviously a bad idea. That's so stupid. Yeah. Alright, last one. Article 50. One third of the way through the book. Hey! Was that a clap? No, I was bending the paper. Oh, I thought you were like, yeah! Just one. Article 50, if a bro should accidentally strike another bro's undercarriage with his arm while walking, both bros silently agree to continue as if it never happened. This is true of all genitalia. Agreed. Yeah, you just... Just, just let just it go. Keep on, Unless it was on purpose. Just keep on coasting. Yeah, if if you, it wasn't, like, inappropriate, like, if there's, like, grabbing or something, right. someone has to say something. Grabbing's not an accident. No. But, like, you know, especially if you're, like, trying to move off the sidewalk or, you know, there are reasons your arms might flail around. But, yeah, no grabbing's a no. But, yeah, you accidentally tap somebody. Just keep on walking. Right. Unless, I mean, unless it's serious. Do you think, like, also if it's happening, like, every day? (laughs) Yeah, then you (laughs) might want to call them on it. If, say, there's bro A and bro B walking down the street done nyc and mm-hmm. bro a down new york city street mm-hmm. got it and bro a uh, swinging his arm swinging around and he accidentally t- taps bro b's undercarriage and then bro a is like whoa whoa sorry buddy didn't mean to tap that like he makes a big scene would bro b be upset bro b is within the realm of the bro code to be angry that he made a scene about it mm-hmm and vice versa. I think making a scene would make things worse. Just in general. Like, I mean, accident- and again, it's again, different if than it's, like... If it's not an accident, 
Like, there was a guy once who was running upstairs, and he elbowed me in the chest. Mm -hmm. Like, fully, like, knocked the wind out of me. He didn't pause to say anything. Right. He didn't say sorry. didn't even say excuse me. didn't say... didn't even notice it happened somehow, even though he fully hit me. Mm-hmm. That, I think, was bad. You fully hit me. <laughs> but if he... If he had just, like, you know, brushed... Right. You know, he's running upstairs. Right. Like, your backpack can touch my shoulder. I'm not gonna freak out. But, right. like, if you were to, like, fully tap somebody's undercarriage, then maybe you say something. Right. But, like, weigh the costs. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your undercarriage with your bro? I don't think you do. I think it might be somewhere later on. Don't talk about the undercarriage? Yeah, don't talk the bro. about the undercarriage. I feel like sometimes maybe Barney does talk about it. I do agree. It's for all genitalia. And maybe you're both the kind of person who's okay to talk about it. I think that's fine. But for one of you to just start talking about the undercarriage, yeah. I feel like you're exasperating the problem. Mm-hmm. When it was just an arm swing. Yeah. It's not that serious. Yeah. You wanna... Oh, get a quote? Yep. Quote of the day. In my body, where the shame gland should be, there's a second awesome gland. True story. Words to live by. Nobody's that lame. Yes, he's that lame. Tell him you're that lame. We are international businessmen. Oh, come on! Nurmer, nurmer.